Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Did you just call yourself an interesting fellow? It was the kindest thing I could think of. I'm just so glad you never had to do an online dating profile. <laughs> I would just say, I am an interesting fellow. <laughs> the count is up to three now. Weeks since I was supposed to get a haircut. Oh, and yeah. oh yeah, that uh, was. What what day is it today? Yeah, we're getting about that close for me too. It's it's. I basically had a haircut scheduled for right when everything started shutting down here, and yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything, but since you brought it up, you know, here here's my up, problem. It's it's shit. not that it's long; it's that my hair grows in really. Thick. Yeah. Like, I feel okay. like when the, sure. when I need to go in for the next haircut, she's going to need a machete and a khaki hat to, to just hack her way through all of this stuff. <laughs> you do have thick hair, which is a wonderful thing. Except I mean, most when it men... gets too long. <laughs> yeah. Well, you went into this having a style. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know that this was your wife's chosen style, yeah. but you had a style, which worked in your detriment because now this <laughs> style is growing out in interesting ways. You have a you have permanent bedhead in the I back. I do. And I try, Jen. I try in the mornings. I, I'm getting bigger and bigger dollops on hair paste and trying matter. to make it lay down. It's and Jen, straight up. I bed. promise you, this looked great in the mirror when I left this morning. Really? But it just popped right back up. Uh-huh. So I have I have come up with a name <gasps> for my hairstyle. You have a name for I, it? I think in quarantine, we all need to come up with names for our hairstyles because then it sounds like it's on purpose. Are you going to tell me what you're name is i'm calling this hairstyle the participation trophy <laughs> because I'm maybe trying. maybe it didn't come out so good but at least i tried i showed up and i gave <laughs> some effort and that's worth something there is solidarity in all of this mm-hmm. though taylor with you and your <clears throat> continual bedhead in the back of your head I'm, because I'm your hair so is growing i know i can see with the goop and stuff but you are not alone. There are others that are having a hard time with quarantine hair. And we want to know about your quarantine hairdo at 515-327-1071. I could certainly talk about my own hair issues, but actually I called to talk about my teen. Even better. He's a senior in high school, and around January, he said, hey, uh, I have to have like you know really good hair for graduation, but I'm just going to let it go. And I was like, I mean, he blow dries his hair. Like, oh, it was nice. that. I mean, he, yeah. And he said, I'm just going to let it go. And I was like, you know what? That is up to you because it's just hair. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Now I like maybe around March, he looks kind of like James Dean. <laughs> and I think he's approaching the Godfather now. <laughs> is he flicking it back? Well, sometimes he flicks it back. And sometimes it honestly isn't even in his eyes. He's got like this funky thing going. I'm, it's good that this is an anonymous call because nobody knows who I'm talking about because you'd want to seek it out and see. <laughs> I always said, hey, let's not wear hats all the time. I mean, hats I thought were kind of annoying because he, I couldn't really see him. He's so cute. So now I'm like, hey, you can wear a hat if you want. <laughs> so I enjoy giving you a hard time just because I know you are having such a hard time with your hair. It's, it's a problem. Because you are a very stylish person 
due to your wife's influence. <laughs> not due to me. No, no. If it were up to you, isn't it honest, you'd just have long hair and it would just uh, be no, all over the place. No, it would be shaved. Oh, it would be shaved. I'd be bald with a long beard. Because you had long hair at one point. I did. That was because I felt like growing it out for locks of love. Oh, oh. See, oh, you're see, I can't even make fun of you because then you go and do something like that. So, okay, so it would be shaved, mm-hmm. except for your wife who likes you to have a style. She likes there to be, yeah, she she wants me to look like celebrities. And in this case, it was Thor and Ragnarok. Yeah, it was Thor and Ragnarok. Now it's changed. I think it's like <laughs> Macklemore or something. Okay, whatever. But you had a style and now you can't go to the to see your stylist mm-hmm. and it's been going over three weeks now and so now we're getting to see all of Taylor's calyx <laughs> because I, they are really fighting against his I hair laying the down the worst calyx it's awful if you stand behind if you stand behind Taylor right now which sometimes I do during our virtual staff meeting it literally looks like somebody came up behind him and just whacked the back of his head with a board and his hair just stands up straight That's, in the you're back. not wrong I know you're not wrong. And I and and what makes me laugh is that it doesn't really bother you but it bothers you a little. Okay, so I'm having my own issues and I have found the solution for them. What's the solution? It's called a bucket hat. I just purchased one. I wear it and I look like Gilligan but nobody can see my hair. <laughs> We've been giving Taylor a hard time about his hair because like many of us, he's got quarantine hair. You can't go to your beloved stylist and get things taken care of, but he's got his hair sticking out so many directions now. I really wish you could see it. I I have a plague of cowlicks all over my head. It's been very difficult, but Terry has been offering me some words of encouragement. I raised horses and had horses all my life, and the saying was, the more cowlicks they have, the smarter they were. Oh, so we always look for the circles and the cowlicks because, you know, it's kind of like an old wife's tale, I guess, that the more they had, the smarter they were. So, so I'm a really smart horse. My word. I cannot believe you just said that to him. I'm a genius Why would pony. you encourage him like that? <laughs> so he's really, really smart if he's got a lot of them. Hey, stamp out how many you are. How old are you? Stamp <laughs> it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. He is smart. I wanted to lift him up. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I feel so good awesome. about myself right now. Talking with Mark Hall, the lead singer of Casting Crowns, about, you know, an artist's life in quarantine. It's kind of turned into whatever Mark felt like talking about. I'm not going to be one of the dark, moody artists because I think, I think there are some words that just need to be retired from about now on, like, unprecedented. Un- yes. This is an unprecedented time. <laughs> Please don't say uncertain. If uncertain. you say uncertain, I am going yeah. to tell everybody yeah. that you sing I Can Only Imagine. Yeah, well, not only, I'm a youth pastor, so we just have to use the word crazy. It's crazy. Oh, crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I think everybody knows it's crazy now. It's just kind of normal now. This is what we're, yeah, we all know. We all know. We're, it's a crazy Yeah, time. it is crazy. Thank you. Thank you for telling us. <laughs> How's your family doing, Mark? They're doing so good. My kids are homeschooled anyway, so it hadn't been that much of an adjustment. I guess the big adjustment is that we're home a lot and that all the tours are gone. We were like four weeks into a tour when all this happened. So everything's moved. And I think they're getting a little stir crazy and not being able to get on a bus because they travel with us. They're missing bus life. They're missing that bunk sleep. (laughs) Nothing like bunk sleep. (laughs) Do you have animals? We have two cats. That's almost almost pets. Okay, almost. <laughs> almost. How are they dealing with you being quarantined at home with them? They're cats. I mean, who cares how they're dealing with it? <laughs>
They're lucky to be there. I mean, my only problem with those cats is that they're not dogs. That's my only problem with those cats. So I'm gathering you're not a cat person. I am a dog person, and, and cats... They're like little answer machines. You talk to them, but they'll get it. They'll get with you later. Whenever they feel like it, they're, just, they're not. There's no heart. There's no soul. I think. I think they ate Egypt. There's, I think they. I don't know. There's what? all kinds of stuff that went with them. What the Cleopatra thing? Like that? I don't know. There's well, so many things. What has a golden retriever ever done? That could be in history as awful. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you, hey, he saved a basketball team and a volleyball team. Later, a hockey team. Right. Yeah. I mean, cats, they're just like, even in the movies, they're just like, I have a French accent. I saw Homeward Bound. Sally was the mean one. She was. I am way too feisty for the morning. This is usually not me. I don't no, know this is happening. good. That's awesome. This is have quality. you been drinking coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. I, have, I do have my Chick-fil-A sweet tea, though, and it is okay. rocking. Okay. You don't drink coffee? I've smelled it. It smells good, but I've never drank, never drank it. You don't drink coffee and you don't like cats. I'm not sure we wow. can be friends, Mark. This is, <laughs> this is a lot of barriers coming up right now. This is not a time for walls, guys. <laughs> you say this isn't a time for walls, but they're making us all stay within our own four of them. Well, I mean, it's, we're not it's allowed not a to wall. It's a, it's a sneeze shield. You put it up in the shopping line. Hey, I'm having a t-shirt made that says, I'm essential. Back off me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Isn't it hilarious? They actually think Taylor and I are essential. I know. We're still in the office. We're still in the office. <laughs> this is the first time. I'm a musician and I'm a youth pastor, but this is the first time any of that's ever been called a real job. This is <laughs> the closest I've ever been. To, <laughs> because I'm a pastor. That's youth awesome. pastors are essential. I was like, I knew I had, because I knew I had two half jobs. I mean, musicians yeah. almost a job, youth pastors almost a job. But the government has declared... I'm essential. How, how's that validation feeling? Do you feel like you've arrived? It feels good. Yeah. Feels I'm going to start a blog. I never knew. I never had a reason until now. Now people want to hear your thoughts. How many Grammys and Dove Awards have you won, but now you're going to start a blog? So here's what I want to know. As, as quarantine boredom sets in, have you been finding yourself doing things you never thought you would do before to fill some of that extra time that you and your family have? Well, one thing I know that I'm doing is eating everything in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I am just eating. And, and when this is over, I've got like quarantine pounds to lose. Quarantine. <laughs> Mark, how's your wife doing? Is your wife okay? Is she, I mean, she's with you. Is she all right? <laughs> she's happy that I'm out of the house right now. I think she's coming up with things for me to go do. <laughs> hey, don't you think you need to go... Go rearrange your office at the church. <laughs> Since I'm doing the youth pastor thing, we're, we're getting used to this whole Zoom meeting. Yeah. I'm meeting with small groups in Zoom. I think teachers are going to miss it. They, they had a hard time doing it, but when they go back to school, being able to click that one button that mutes the whole class. Yeah. My dad's a teacher. He says teaching has become so much easier now that kids aren't involved. <laughs> I know. I know. You're going to see a, a weird reflex as they reach to the right or something. Every time the class gets loud, like, sorry, sorry, the mute button's not here. <laughs> Where is all this coming from? I am just like rattling off a weird. No, this is good. Here. You could do stand up, Mark. While, while you're in this mood, I, I want to ask you as you play board games with your family or games like that, do you let the kids win? No. No? No. 
you're special, but you're not good at this game. You know, you can be special and not be good at this. So I'm going to take you down if I can. I'll, I'll be the first one to welcome you to the NFL of life. But, um, we play Monopoly deal. But it's a card game. So you mm-hmm. can play the endless, lifelong game of Monopoly. You can play it in like 10 minutes, which yeah. is gold. So I like quick quick games like get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And you just beat them. Mm-hmm. Monopoly deal was the first time I made my mother-in-law truly angry. I played a lot of really mean cards on her. <laughs> you can tell you can tell when you're playing a board game, you can tell when somebody's going dark. Like, yeah. Oh, they are no longer having fun. <laughs> you start feeling it. You start feeling the sense. I almost grounded hope for the day because she beat me so bad at a game. But, uh, I very nearly destroyed my relationship with my pastor playing Mario Party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, it's, that, it's that subtle trash talk. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Guys are awful. It awful. starts playful and then all of a sudden you realize you're not even talking about the game anymore. This is just like personal <laughs> issues you have with the person. Yeah. All right. I, th- I think we need to get back to work, but oh. thank you so much for calling and brightening our day. You're the man. Please don't lose this number. All right. You take care. <laughs> Bye. Dr. Heidi, this quarantine coronavirus life has changed so many things for so many of us. And there are a lot of parents in our community all of a sudden learning what it's like to be a homeschooler. <laughs> and I am one of them. We are doing it at our house And I will say I love Benjamin's teachers. I have a huge appreciation for them. I have a bigger appreciation for them now. (laughs) There's just a lot of intense personalities in our house, and we are learning what that looks like. Uh, And I don't know about you, but we had one day, and there was lots of whining. And I'm not sure why saying you will get done with this faster if you whine less doesn't register. I repeated it several times. I will say that the next day, instead of whining, Benjamin decided to sing an opera. And so my first reaction was, please stop. And I thought, you know what? This is better than whining. This is better than whining, right? And so we proceeded with our day and um, we got done faster. Do you think it helps to sit down with whoever it is that you're homeschooling and say, hey, this is hard for me too? We have had that conversation. It was uh, not quite 840 and we had already had the statement, I want to go back to school and you have oh. really high expectations. Your expectations mm. are higher than my teachers. Oh, right? wow. And I pointed out that my expectations were not too high. And I suggested a conference with his teacher later to confirm that. <laughs> but then we did have a heart to heart. And we said, look, buddy, I love being home with you. I want this to go well. This is going to take both of us working together. And you know what? That honesty and that kind of openness on my part really helped turn things around. Mm. And quite frankly, we were doing a lot better. So what would your encouragement be to parents who are doing this for the very first time? Don't try to recreate school at home. Mm. We Mm. are not teachers. We have a different relationship with our kids than our teachers do. We have to let them know this is not fun for me either. And then we have to collaborate. Okay, what is going to help? Do you need to have an audio book on in the background? Does it help to have music playing in the background? So figuring out what works for you and it's not going to be what works at school. Mm. And again, that's good. Being flexible and saying, okay, what do we need to do to make this work so we come out of this on the other side with our relationship intact? Because quite frankly, if they miss math or timetables or social studies or science, they can survive that. We have to protect our relationship and we have to make that the priority. So maybe you, like Taylor, 
are wearing blue jeans right now. But Taylor, do you have that little extra pocket in your jeans? That little tiny pocket yeah. that's right there on just, the one side? Just Which side on the is right it? Side. Right yeah. side. Okay, that little tiny mm-hmm. pocket. Do you know what that pocket is for? You know that it was actually made for something. Well, yeah, I know it's kind of one of those purposes lost to time. I always thought it was when they invented M&Ms for the army and you finally had some like quick energy that wouldn't melt in the heat. You could just stuff those M&Ms in there for a quick bite and they wouldn't get in the way of the stuff you had in your other jeans pocket. So no, you have no idea what it was made for? No, I just made that up. (laughs) I know you did. We put our jeans on almost every day for mm-hmm. some of us or every day i mean granted during the pandemic i've been wearing a lot of leggings you can be hit or miss. <laughs> but anyway those jeans have that little pocket on the mm-hmm. right side that tiny little pocket and it, apparently once upon a time it was used for a pocket watch but we don't have pocket watches now so what do you use yours for lorne i keep my fob in it oh like for, to get into your car yeah it's the, the the button clicky thing jen yeah yep it fits right in there, and you don't have to dig around your pocket for it if you ever want to change for it. You know, it's right there. Right there. That's a good idea. That's a great place. That's a great use of that little tiny pocket. Yeah. I used to have a pocket watch my my own, but uh, that was when I was a, <laughs> about 15 years ago, it seemed like. <laughs> so did you use but, your pocket for your pocket watch? Yes. I was a farm kid, and that was the easy way that you didn't catch your wrist band on anything to hurt your arm. Oh my goodness. There you go. That so makes a lot of sense. So many good things we're learning Love this it. morning. That's awesome. The other way you can avoid getting oh, your watch no. stuck, you can you know you can tell the time by looking at cat's eyes. By how dilated they are, you can tell how much sun there is, and so you could just listen. You, you're in, you're in your tractor, and you please. have a cat in your lap the whole time. Somebody get me out of That's here! That's a please. great way. I am going to just cl- declare myself not essential. I read it in a young adult novel once. I'm, the guy, the guy goes, "Hey, what time is it?" And the guy looks at this cat, and he goes, "It's three forty-seven." Trapped in a box with this man. But it makes sense, right? <laughs> it's like an organic sundial. So many things don't make sense that come out of your mouth. I don't even try anymore. That's the best way to live, Jen. Just go with it. The Psalms are a wonderful place right now to turn for comfort, to turn for God's promises, to see how God provided for David, who often put his foot in his mouth, just <laughs> like many of us do now. And God lo- God's love for him and his people, uh, it's just apparent in that book of the Bible. Yeah. In Psalm 34, I was looking at it this morning. David says, I will praise the Lord at all times. And he actually wrote this in like one of the really scary political times in his life. So big deal for him to open it that way. It says, my mouth will continually praise him. I will boast in the Lord. Let the oppressed hear and rejoice. I sought the Lord's help and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. This oppressed man cried out and the Lord heard. He saved him from all his troubles. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the one who takes shelter in him. Fear the Lord, you chosen people of his, for those who fear him lack nothing. Even young lions sometimes lack food and are hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He delivers those who are discouraged. The godly face many dangers, but the Lord saves them from each one of them. The Lord rescues his servants. All who take shelter in him escape punishment. Taylor, it's also unprecedented. 
It's very uncertain in these times. Yes, but some things are essential. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of words that we're using right now that we've we've never used as much as we have, except during this global pandemic, because we've never had to describe it before. And it turns out that when you've never had to describe something before, a lot of people start describing it the same way. Oh, that's true. Somebody noticed that basically every commercial right now is exactly the same and has done us the favor of just mashing them all up together into every COVID-19 commercial ever. When we first opened our doors. Since 1926. Since 1978. For 60 years. For 75 years. For over 80 years. In 90 years. Over 100 years. Nationwide has been on your side. Restaurants have always been there for you. Nissan has been with you through thick and thin. We will do what we've always done. Take care of people. We're people. 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 And family. 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 Families. Or families. Families. Even now. Especially now. Especially now. Right now. Now more than ever. More than ever. Today, more than ever. Today, more than ever. Unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. This unprecedented moment in our history. It's time of social distancing. While things have slowed down. As we turn more inside. While the doors may be closed. While the distance between us has gotten bigger. The more we stay apart. We still find ways to stay close. Even when we're apart. Even if we can't stand closer than six feet. We can all stay connected to work, school, and most importantly... To each other, all without leaving the comfort and safety of your home. Without leaving the safety of your home. From home. 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 Get home. 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 That's the key. Buick and GMC are here to help. So you can trust us. You can count on us. And we'll get through this together. There you go. Now you don't have to watch any more commercials. You've seen all the commercials. Congratulations. That's That's everything right there. People, 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 people. I think legally, now that you've heard that, you can just cancel all the ads on Hulu. Oh, yeah. If you just sign a waiver, I've seen it. They're like, okay, you get the ad-free version. I mean, it is a new thing that we have to describe. There are new words that are coming into play during this very... Uncertain time in it's our quite lives. Unprecedented. <laughs> it's very unprecedented. We we want to know what's that word that you are hearing more now than ever before. Kerfuffle. <laughs> now you're just making fun of me. I I've heard it like so often lately from like all of my kids' teachers when they're doing the social distant learning, and I'm like everything is such a kerfuffle, and I'm like what on earth is that word? I had to look it up. <laughs> okay, Lindsay. The reason why I thought you were making fun of me is because for years I thought that word was kerfuffle, which I think is what you just said, but it's not. It's kerfuffle. There's no L. (laughs) (laughs) I'll definitely make sure and and let them know it's fuffle instead of fluffle. (laughs) Please do, and say it that way. It's fuffle. (laughs) It is a strange time. Mm -hmm. Uncertain, even. But it seems as though we're hearing the same words over and over and over again during this global pandemic. And we want to know, what are the words and phrases you have heard more in the last four or five weeks than you have in your entire life? (laughs) Stand up. Stand up. Who's saying that to you? I keep hearing the governor saying that. We're going to stand this department up. We're going to stand this up. I want to thank the Department of 
so-and-so for standing this process up. Were they sitting? Were they all sitting? (laughs) No, I have no idea. It's like, what? (laughs) It is, yeah. We're all all as a nation, we're we're standing up to the challenge before us, and we're going to stand together. Apparently, we've all been too sedentary, and that's why the virus came. (laughs) Well, that's probably true. Apparently. Apparently. I like that explanation, Taylor. Ed has decided to take a different approach to this. Not the word that he keeps hearing over and over again during this global pandemic, but the word that he's choosing to describe it. My one word is adventure. It's an adventure? Well, for me, it's cleaning up around the house. I've got all this time. I'm uh, monitoring the school bus, and the school board voted to pay us, so I'm getting paid to hang out. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you're using the time for the adventure of house cleaning? Yes, that's part of it. Uh, Exercising... uh, well, here, I found out something neat. In my closet, I found two brand new shirts. Wow! Hey, that is an adventure. <laughs> that is an adventure! You found treasure. Right. <laughs> bought a new hammock, and a nap is delicious. I want to talk to you every day. You are living your best you, life. You are making well, this okay. <laughs> Helen Keller said life is either an exciting adventure or nothing. So a mutual friend of ours uh, decided to leave social media last night, Mm -hmm. which kind of hurt my heart because I know why he did it. It's been dragging a lot of people down. It's been a place of a lot of negativity. It's been a lot of venom. And I want to put a pin in that conversation and and have it some more. But Mm -hmm. what I really hope is that before he left at least Facebook, he saw what you posted yesterday because you posted something extremely wise. (laughs) Now... Before you let this get to your head, okay. I just want to say, I'm not going to tell you this very often, but that was such a wise post. Oh, thank you. I had to sit down and think about it. So <laughs> what, can you can you tell me a little bit more about what made you post that? So I, I was thinking about, like, I get on Facebook and I see people who I love, who I disagree with very, very strongly. Which is possible. It's you possible. can love yeah. somebody and disagree with them strongly. I love people and I disagree with them. But the thought going through my mind is if they would just listen to me, like just listen to what I have to say instead of thinking of whatever it is that you're ready to bounce right back to me, just listen to what I have to say say, I think you'll come around. And then all of a sudden, this light bulb came off for me. And I thought, is it possible that they feel the same way about me? (laughs) And I've been spending all my time waiting to share my brilliance with them. And they're saying, if you would just stop talking for a second and just listen to what I have to say. Hmm. And we're both just sitting here talking at each other instead of listening and learning from each other. And believing that this other person loves Jesus and is reasonably intelligent and we can have a civil conversation. It's not that I think that we're doing this wrong. I think that maybe we're missing an opportunity here when it comes to being quarantined and COVID-19 and the way that we, when I say we, I mean those that believe in Jesus Mm -hmm. that make up the church, the way that we are doing it. Not everybody. I mean, but what I've seen on social media recently is me included. All of us, I think we're getting a bit verklempt right now. Yeah, I think we're in a really hard time right now because we we have we're of three minds. We're afraid. We are tired, sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And we also don't know if we just want, you know, to open everything up. 
Yeah. Or if we just want to stay bunkered in until this is done. And sometimes we change from hour to hour. Yeah. I mean, Yumi and Sarah were sitting around talking through it. And it's just like there are so many pieces to pick apart to everything. It's just... A mess, and I think sometimes that just gets vomited onto Facebook. Exactly. And and you have the right to, as he just said, vomit your thoughts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You have the right. But is it right? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Because people are like, well, I, I can say what I want to say on mm-hmm. my Facebook page. Yes, you can. But should you? Mm-hmm. And I asked that question because of what Rakeb, our pastor, said about a week or so ago when he said, we are being watched right now by people who are outside the church mm-hmm. because everybody's on social media right now. It's the global meeting place. Yeah. And we're being watched right now. And we have the opportunity to do this really, really well. Jesus has the the quote where he says, they'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another. Exactly. And wouldn't it be beautiful if at a time when just it seems like the cracks between everybody is widening and there's so much us versus them, the church could be the one place where you look and no matter who you voted for, no matter your theory of the solution, no matter which sports team you root for, you truly love and respect each other. We need to be the us mm-hmm. that is working and loving the them. And to me, that's not as convicting as it is encouraging because it's such an empowering way to make a difference. It right? Is. Love the person in front of you. And Jesus says they're going to see something special there. I think I need to look at this more as an opportunity. Being on social media at such a time as this is a good place to be. A believer if you're doing it well okay yeah and i think there are a lot of people who are not doing it well myself included myself included and this is just a little bit of a pep talk because as Raycab uh, gray pastor of cottage grove church reminded us we're being watched mm-hmm. they're watching us and and now is a great great time to show compassion and skip has some thoughts on what he's done to help himself out through this i need to practice this better myself because i'm not perfect what (laughs) um yeah a way of looking at stuff is when i do this with god at my side yeah taylor and i were just talking about this morning it's not just that we're quarantined for christ it's that we're quarantined with christ he's right here with us i also wonder whether or not it might be a factor of uh making us look at ourselves Mm. There's been a lot of turning inward, introspection. Why do I feel the way that I do? What is it that's making me react this way? Yep. I do believe nothing happens by mistake. I don't know whether to be happy about this or maybe a little bit ashamed that it's taken a pandemic to get me Mm. to go back to reading the Psalms. I remember when I was in college, the Psalms and the Proverbs brought me great comfort. Mm -hmm. But it's been since then that I've really delved into them. And so we have just been coming back to the Psalms over and over, just keep on finding some great passages. Uh, This is Psalm 121. says, I look up toward the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. May he not allow your foot to slip. May your protector never sleep. Look, Israel's protector does not sleep or slumber. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is the shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect you in all you do now and forevermore. 
This has been the Taylor and Jen podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.